Welcome, everybody, to episode four of the Basement Ballers podcast. My name is Kareem. Ibrahim. They already know that. They already know. Ah, I mean, come on. Just in case we got some new viewers this week, you know, already know, we got to introduce ourselves. So, yeah, I'm Kareem. That's Ibrahim. Uh, and we are a soccer podcast, and we have done four episodes now. That's almost a month now. So, we're feeling oh, good, yeah. looking Go, good. Going strong, yo. Going strong. Uh, and thanks to everyone who's been watching. And if you already know the drill, we usually talk about Premier League when we first start our podcast, so that's what we're going to do, because a lot of things happened this week in Premier League, mm-hmm. mainly, uh, I would say, on that upper side of the bracket, uh, especially so, but we are going to cover a little bit of that lower side. <laughs> Fucking pissed off. Yeah, he's a little bit cheesy, but yeah, we're going to get to that. So first, but I want, what we wanted to talk about was, uh, obviously, uh, we've been keeping track of that relegation battle. This is one of the most heated up relegation battles we've seen in, in quite a while in the Premier League, but which is, makes it more exciting, right? It's been just at the top of my head. So I know that Leicester lost, and they're. I need to check this bracket. This uh, bracket. What am I, white boy? Nah, <laughs> I'm gonna check this table real quick. Let's see. So yeah, no. Right now, the distance between last place Southampton and 14th place West Ham is seven points only. And also this past weekend's results. So I know off the top of my head. So Leicester lost to Bournemouth. I know that. And then West Ham got a huge win at Fulham. That yeah. was one. That was one zero. That was huge for them. Southampton are pretty much done and dusted, like yeah, yeah, guaranteed. No, no. And then Wolves did what pretty much everyone else does, and you know beat Chelsea this this, <laughs> this weekend. So you know <laughs> Wolves also were able to put a huge gap. But yeah, the big one I need to talk about right now is Leicester. Yeah, Leicester City. Uh, they obviously lost one zero to Bournemouth. Bournemouth is that one of those weird teams which they're generally pretty shit. Yeah. Uh, but they have been winning some decently big games. Obviously, they, they beat Liverpool one zero a couple weeks ago. They beat Chelsea. They beat Chelsea. No, wait, no, no, wait, no. They beat Chelsea. They beat Leicester. Yeah, they beat Leicester. Leicester sitting at twenty five points at the like nineteenth position at the in the Premier League right now, mm-hmm. and they've lost like what five of their last six games. Something, I think yeah, they've been crazy like that. Like. Well, I mean, it's better. It it's better they've for lost, them. They've lost four of their last five, but the one that they didn't lose it was a draw against Brentford mm-hmm. on March 18th. Yeah, Brentford's a tough game too. Brentford are what? I think eighth in the league. Let me check that out. Yeah, no, no, Brentford is a tough game. Brentford are ninth. They're ninth. Yeah. yeah, Brentford are ninth. Um, so it's obviously not looking good for that side. And um, this time they lost because of a mistake by one of their key players, Madison. Right? And Madison yeah. give, gives up the ball in the back. Uh, mm-hmm. Pause and. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and then the he left the back. Goal, sco- goal scoring opportunity for Billing, and yeah, uh, the yeah. back was left wide open. Pause. <laughs> no, you didn't want to pause that, but yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, so that's just kind of like a, describes Leicester season as a whole. Just a lot of mistakes, even though they have the quality on paper, and you don't feel like they should be a relegation team. They're just not showing that when they, when everything comes together. I, I think if not this year, I think they're getting relegated next year for sure. Reason why is because okay, they got relegated this year, which. Might have. I'm still not fully convinced they will. I still think it's gonna be. Uh, I still think it's gonna be Southampton, Bournemouth, and probably Leeds, probably either them or or uh, Forest. But I will say this: if they don't get relegated this year, next year for sure, because a lot of their key players over the last few years that they've been decent. Well, okay, Madison's definitely gonna leave. Mm. T. Lemons, I think, is out of contract or has one year left, but mm. I think he's out of contract, so he's definitely leaving. Jamie Vardy is well, probably should just retire at this point. Yeah. And who a lot of the play- like yeah there's um Indeedy I've heard Indeedy might get a move away like I don't know like honestly their team is like and uh, keep in mind if they get relegated pretty much that whole team is probably gonna probably gonna go like Ricardo Pereira the right back is gonna go Madison for sure is leaving Tillman's leaving Vardy might just retire at this point I don't think he's gonna want to do championship yeah um who else I mean even Sayunchu might I mean he's been kind of shit this year I can't lie but Sayunchu might leave uh yeah Nacho probably might leave like 
there's, there's a decent, decent amount of players that might leave if and when they get relegated. But if they don't get relegated this year, I think 100% next year they're probably getting relegated. Yeah, and I think that one of the things that, like, really, um, in my personal opinion, and you guys can come back once the Premier League is actually over, but in my personal opinion, one of the things that's actually fed into this, like, perpetual downfall is the fact that they fired they fired they fired Brendan Rodgers right nah I think nah they were they, they've been they've been shit the whole year with them as well. I don't think it's them firing Brendan Rodgers I just think it's I think it's two things I think it's one a lot of the times over the last few years when they've been good they've relied a lot on Jamie Vardy and mm-hmm. Jamie Vardy has only scored I think one goal this year mm-hmm. in the Premier League so they were, that's one issue another th- thing is that I mean, for a team like Leicester, the thing is, is that they kind of plateaued because it's a thing of like, they get Brendan Rodgers in, they get two back-to-back fifth-place finishes on top of them winning the FA Cup against Chelsea mm-hmm. and stuff like that. So I think at this point, it's kind of like, what else can Rodgers really do? I think it got right. to the point where like the players probably just weren't listening to him anymore. It was this kind of thing of like, like they hit their ceiling, yeah. so it was only going to go down from there. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think it'd get this bad. Yeah, no, like, I didn't think so. I didn't think that in my wildest imagination that Leicester would go from from a pretty consistent they upper were, table yeah, top team half, yeah. to uh, to basically fighting for their lives at the at the current moment. So yeah. I mean, it is what it is. Obviously, um, I just think that with with my my opinion, when you change your 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 um, your manager, yeah, obviously it's because you want a new voice in in the in the locker room or you want to get rid of something that like maybe isn't working. But when you're fighting for relegation, do you really want to make such a big change? Because yeah. a manager can make or break a team, right? Yeah, no, but the thing is, is that my issue is that they, sh- they should have sacked Rodgers earlier. Because mm. the problem is now is that normally if you sack a manager, you get like a bounce off your players because like a new voice comes in, whatever. It's a, yeah. it's a new manager bounce. So like they might have needed that. But the issue is that they haven't appointed it. Like there's rumors that they're probably getting Jesse March, who's a Leeds coach who got sacked a few weeks, months ago. But like, why him? Like, if, I don't know. I mean, no, I, they signed I might be they out. signed him. Oh, they got him? Yeah, they saw, I'm pretty sure the last thing I read was that they officially had uh, signed Jesse March. Well, they didn't get him for the... But point is, they should... Basically, the second they sacked Rodgers, they should have a replacement then and there. The yeah. issue is that they waited. And then mm-hmm. Bournemouth at home is a game that they should be winning. Like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, they haven't been good this year, but they should be beating Bournemouth at home. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know, for me, is that... But me, That's actually, lesser, yeah. on the opposite spectrum, though... Well, not completely. I want to talk about Villa. Yeah, Aston Villa, honestly. These, these guys are, like, a team that were... When they first started off in the season... They were in the trenches. They were fighting for that for that relegation. Obviously, it's early on, and you can't really make a distinction based on like early on uh, Premier League. But they have really managed to turn around under uh, Unai Emery. Yeah, Gerard is shit. That's why. No, nah, but it's, it's like you know the thing is with them, they're like West Ham. It's it's like th- them and West Ham is the same thing. The difference between West Ham is that they're like in a relegation battle right now. But West Ham, it's kind of like Villa, where like the team they have should be comfortably finishing anywhere between tenth to fifth. Like they shouldn't. Yeah. They should be minimum. 10th place like they shouldn't be they shouldn't be fighting relegation but like the thing is with them is that i don't know the coaching just like especially gerard but english managers are just known to be overrated as shit like he did a good job in uh scotland i think he was yeah he was a rangers he did a good job there but then he came to the premier league and like he's been he's been shit like i'm not i'm not surprised it was a big change to be fair like like you you can't just be any uh new manager and come into the premier league right like a lot of managers that are find success in the premier league are experienced managers Mm. Right, yeah, but the th- but when I Emery, I feel like this level of competition is like his ceiling because Emery's the type of coach where like, if you're a Real Madrid, a Barcelona United, like if you want to like if you want to like the the big teams in Europe and you actually want to like win Champions League, win stuff like that, I don't think Unai Emery's the coach you get. But if you're a team like um, if you're a team that has like so, like probably like top top 
six aspirations maybe like i mean i know everton are shit but like everton for the longest time were always that team who just like had a lot of top six aspirations but they just always had shitty coaching i think Mm -hmm. if you're if you're a team like an everton a villa a west ham teams that like have the squad but it's not consistent yeah you get a guy like Unai emery like he did a decent job with villarreal but i think he was overrated there though because he's he's like the you know how conte i said this in a and i think the second podcast where like conte will get you results in the league but he's shit when it comes to cup competitions Emery's the opposite. Emery will actually get you far in cup competitions because he won the he won the Europa League I think four or five times. He won it three years back to back with uh, back to back to back with Sevilla, stuff like that. He got Villarreal to I think was the semifinals last year mm-hmm. with the champ. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. Semifinals and Champions League. Champions League. Yeah, they made it. Semi- they made it to the semifinals. Yeah, and then they yeah Liverpool beat them. Yeah, they beat, yes. Yeah, Liverpool yes, beat them. Yeah, part, yep. he got them there, but then in the league they finished seventh in the league. And the yeah. league's quality in the last few years has been generally not great, so they shouldn't be finishing. They should be finishing at least fifth, at least getting like Europa League. But yeah. the thing is, is like yeah, Emery to me is a good cup competition manager, and he'll get you like somewhat decent results in the league. But if you want to take like the next like step up, kind of, I don't think Emery's the guy you hire. Uh, yeah, but he's really transitioned that team from uh, a team that showed lack of quality to a team that really fo- focuses on attack. Because I think what I read was something along the lines of like, since appointing uh, Emery as their coach, Aston Villa has like the third highest goal scoring out of like, and then right behind like teams like City and Arsenal. Really, more than City and Arsenal? No, like oh, just okay, right okay. behind them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, well, Villa, well, Emery's always been, I mean, okay, he's never been known necessarily for his, like, having attacking teams, because mm-hmm. I didn't actually know that, but I, I know for a fact Villa defensively have been very good, because yeah. Emery's just known to build solid defenses. Yeah. He's known to do that, not the attacking stuff. I'm actually but exactly. So I'm he's, surprised. He's really focused on the attacking. But, but the players he has, he can do that, because he has Ollie Watkins, who's been great recently. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he's still starting, but I mean, you do have Philip Coutinho, you have Buendia, you have. Um, I don't think Coutinho is playing. Uh, you have what's that guy's name? Uh, Leon Bailey. You have Leon Bailey. Mm-hmm. You have Leon Bailey. You have um, you have a decent attacking option. John McGinn to me has been a, is a very underrated uh, midfielder. So, like mm-hmm. I don't know, I'd get him as a squad player at Arsenal. Like if we could get him as a squad player, I'd get him. But to me, you have John McGinn who's very underrated. He also scored that nice mm-hmm. ass goal against Chelsea. You saw that. Yeah. I think it was last week when they beat them to zero. So the team is there. It's kind of like I was telling you, West Ham. And Everton and like the Leicester stuff like that. These are teams that like you see they have the players, but sometimes maybe the, the coaching just lacks. Mm-hmm. And I think the similar thing I said with Leicester, I think with West Ham is the same thing because West Ham w- with David Moyes the last two years have been good, but I think they plateaued as well. I think they hit their ceiling because well, I think they finished. I think they finished. It was anywhere between eighth to fourth. Like, like they finished the last two years. They finished. I think. I think they finished higher than eighth the last two years. They also made it. They were in the Europa League. They were in the Conference League. Stuff like they've made like European competition, so I think yeah, for them they also probably plateaued mm-hmm. under under Moyes as well. So I think right now, if I'm making like a prediction, just relegation again, I still am gonna stick with the same thing I told you. I think it's gonna be not necessarily in order, but Southampton, Bournemouth, and um, either Leeds or Forest. Leicester's looking dangerous, though, but I think yeah. that win for West Ham against Fulham was crucial. Yeah, for them though, it was for sure. Um, there's. Obviously, that's its own thing. Aston Villa is a team with a lot of history. They could potentially attract even more talent in the in the transfer market, mm. um, which could you know propel them if they do end up like you know making some kind of European competition, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I've, obviously, we've we've both been pretty impressed. The other team that I think I've been the most impressed with, obviously Arsenal. I didn't ever expect them to be where they are today, mm. um, so they have impressed me. But I think the team that's most impressed me this season has been Newcastle. Yep. And we've talked about them a couple times on the mm-hmm. podcast, but Newcastle is just like, so, like, 
they're a team that although they have uh like like basically rich owners but they haven't they, spent they, much they money haven't yet. spent much money yeah, in the offseason until like like they're they're their biggest signing was what? Wasn't it? Uh, they got they got Isak. They got Bruno Gima Gimares. Yeah, I don't know how you say his name. They got him. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did get Joe Willock from Arsenal. I mean, that's mm-hmm. not like a huge splash, but he is decent. They have um, they got Trippier as well. The team is there. That's the thing. But no, I didn't think. I I mean, I'm pretty much everyone consensus was that basically Newcastle were probably gonna finish anywhere top half this year. Yeah. And that the top four is pretty much just gonna be like the traditional like big mm-hmm. six teams. But the thing is, yeah, no, they've impressed. I mean, since we did our last. Pod last week, they've slapped West Ham 5-1, and they beat Brentford yesterday 2-1. 2-1, and they were down. Yeah. Like, like yeah. They, they have, they have like, a really strong will to compete. They, they're doing great. They, I mean, they're, they this won is, this top Yesterday four. was their fifth fifth win in a row. In a row? Yeah. Really? They've won their last five in the Premier League. I was going to say, didn't they lose to the Man United not long ago? You sure? Well, they beat Man United in the Premier League. They, they lost to oh, the Man United. Oh, Cup. they did. Oh, it's true. It's true. Yeah. They did beat Man United. They oh, lost to Man United in yeah. the Carabao Cup, right? So, yeah. but, so, this is their fifth straight win in the Premier League. They're at 56 points right now. They're, they're really, they're truly Man competing United, with yeah. Man United right now for yeah. who gets that third place. Because, obviously, those first and second spot in the Premier League are, are pretty set between Arsenal and, and Man City. Mm. But they're really competing for that third place position. And I think they can do it because... Like, if you watch Man United's game, and I, I think you did, right? Mm-hmm. You watched Man United's yeah. game against Everton. Rashford goes down with a groin groin injury. Groin injuries from... Yeah, that's going like, to be that's, that's a, a month. That's, that's a month. That's probably going to be a month. Right? Obviously, depending on how serious it was, um, it, sh- it will probably be about a month. And there, there are only, what, like 50 days left of Premier League? Like, end of May. Yeah, well, there's, what, eight games? I think, wait, how many games did they play? I think they played 29 or 3. Yeah, they played 29 games, so they have nine games left. They have nine games left. So, so that Rashford's going to be out for at least, like, probably four or five of those. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. So, so. But, I mean, here's the thing, though, is that, I mean, Man United looked really good against Everton, though. They they should have won that, like, way more. They should have won that by way more than just two. But, like, the thing is, the way I see it now is that, off the top of my head, Man United have an easier run in than Newcastle. I know that Newcastle, for a fact, I know this. They play Arsenal. They still have to play Arsenal. They still have to play, let me check. So they still have to play. Villa's not going to be easy. Mm-hmm. They still have to play um, Spurs. Everton, I think, will be hard because they're still going to be trying to avoid relegation. Plus, they have Sean Dyche. Southampton, okay, that's not that hard. But then they have Arsenal. They have Leeds. That's, a lot of the teams they're playing are teams that are battling relegation. So they're not necessarily going to be easy games no, for but Newcastle. Also, aren't a lot of those at home? Let's see. So I know the Arsenal game's at home. Is that Old Trafford? Yeah, okay. So let's see this. The Arsenal games at the Emirates. No, not Emirates. You mean wait? No, they're playing Arsenal at the no. Um, St James, St James. Yeah, they're playing at Arsenal at St James's Park. Who? Who are you talking about? Newcastle. I'm talking about Man United. Man United have played them. Oh, they played them twice. Yeah, they played them twice. No, no. So let's see. Uh, Newcastle still have to play Villa at Villa. They still they have Spurs at home. They have Everton away. They have um, Southampton at home. They have Arsenal at home. Leeds away. Leicester at home and Chelsea away. So I think I think Leeds away. Everton away and Villa away, and Arsenal, Arsenal at home could be tough. Now them playing Spurs at home, and I know they play Chelsea away, but like mm. that's Chelsea to say that. Yeah, I know they Chelsea. do. Their schedule isn't that hard, but I think I'm gonna go still with Man United. Mm-hmm. But granted, them losing Rashford. I mean, it also depends on. I think this Rashford injury for me wouldn't be as serious if you could rely on Anthony Martial's health. But Martial is just very injury prone. Yeah, and also like my my biggest question is where do you get the goals? 
Hey man, Jaden Sancho's gonna have to step up. Sure. Either him, I mean the ba- the Beyblade's probably gonna have to step up too. You know, Anthony. <laughs> Anthony. Well, I honestly rate Anthony a lot more than I think I think you do. I I don't rate him. I think all. he I think he has a lot of potential. I think he's just like. He's, he gets a lot of flack and like I feel oh, like because he should. He's so sh- it's not even stats. I, I physically watch him. He should. No, I don't think so. Yeah, I saw I, I saw this, I saw this one thing the other day. Actually, this, this made me this made me laugh so hard. <laughs> it was um I don't know if you saw the clip of Ronaldinho's son on Twitter yeah. playing in Barca's academy, yeah. and some dude basically left a comment of like, yeah, guys ever knows that since Brazil's middle class has gotten better, that the the quality of Brazilian football has gotten more shit, because <laughs> poverty brings out yeah. <laughs> brings out Joga Bonito, <laughs> and the thing is. <laughs> <laughs> what means I'm looking at is that I'm looking at Anthony. He has the same dead skill every time. He does like the little thing with his leg, does a little spinny thing. Like I don't know, he has the same dead skills. Like I don't know, Bra- the only Bra- the only Brazilians really who are keeping the flair alive to me are well Neymar, Vinicius. There's probably Jesus. Oh, yo, Jesus, Jesus bro, had that you one saw, saucy you, pass you saw that that one no look he yeah, did yeah. out there. That was that run out. Like, I saw you. <laughs> I don't know. For me, Anthony's just like Martinelli got some sauce too, bro. Nah, 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 Brazilian football still. Well, it's still well, good, well, but like, man, it's not what it used to be. Maybe in terms of flair, I could see. It's not what he used, man. Ronaldinho could. You know what? You know what Jesus did? It was sick. We think it's sick only because it happened once. Ronaldinho would do that shit like three, four times yeah, in like the same you, game. You, get, you become numb to it. You're like, man. Yeah, okay, exactly. Ronaldinho it's, shit. Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so for me, Anthony, like, okay, yo, here's the thing. I don't rate him. That, okay, he's not. He's not insanely garbage, but the thing is with me is the reason why I don't rate him as highly and I'm shitting on him is because, bro, when Pe- like I told you this last week, when Pepe was at Arsenal, Pepe was had a better first season than Anthony did. Mm. Granted, Arsenal were, were worse team than Man United, but Pepe's stats and everything had a better season than Anthony. In his first season, he won the FA Cup. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And people were shitting on Pepe, calling him flop, calling him this, all this, all this. Like you keep the same. If Anthony was a forty million dollar player, I would not yeah. say anything. I, I wouldn't say that. It's the fact he's a hundred million. I know it's it's, I, it's not his fault they paid a yeah. hundred million, but it was the, you got to hold him up to those standards. It's like Mudrick, same True. thing. But like the thing is, I think we got to start like like thinking. Um, less in this way because it's it's obvious that like when Neymar was transferred to to PSG he fucked the transfer market. Yeah. A lot of these these like I'm not saying average because I feel like that's kind of rude. Mm. But like a lot of these like like players that probably in the back before that Neymar transfer would have probably been paid about 30 40 million are being paid crazy amount of money, right? Yeah. It's just like and and a lot of them even who who, who on Chelsea was um wasn't it Havertz who was talking about like yeah, you guys paid me uh, and thought I was gonna be messy or some shit. Like, like yeah, well, like... okay, no, I get that, but like at the no, no. Here's the thing: there's certain things you can tell, mm. like certain players you can tell. It's probably the system, and that's why they haven't done. Like for me, if you put Pepe in a and let's say a Mikel Arteta system, right? Like the way the team is right now, Pepe would not be as bad as what he was. But the issue is you're putting him in an Unai Emery system, and and Arteta at first we we had to play very defensive, and Pepe's not like a, he's not he's not a winger who's gonna come try back and defend. So you put him in like. You put Pepe in like a let's say like a cloth. I meant it. He would have done way better. And I think it's a consequence of system as well. But there's also things you can just tell, like that's not the fault of the system. You're just shit. Like for yeah. example, Havertz, when they play Wolves, what was that? I think yesterday. Yeah, there was one time. This is Conor Gallagher telling him. The Conor Gallagher is shit as well. Us. He's shit. Us. Conor Gallagher's pointing to him. He's like, "Yo, Felix is making a run past him," and this dumbass passes it to, to Conor Gallagher. And Conor Gallagher is in like. He's basically like on the outside of the box, and it was basically like the worst pass he could have played. And he passed at ten. It's like you can just tell some dudes just don't have it. Yeah, it's not even a thing. It's system. Like, like it's a, you talked about Rashford lacking some like intelligence in a way. Yeah, I feel like you could also see that in Havertz as well, right? Havertz, but it, the thing is, with Rashford is he always made because the thing is with Havertz and Rashford, there's a lot of similarities. Because okay, Haver, 
Havertz and Rashford, especially Rashford, the thing that was always labeled at him is like he'll be so shit for like pretty much most of the game, but he'll always get you a goal. And that's why you're kind of like, like you kind of just kind of keep the faith in him. But the difference between that and um, Havertz, that Havertz will pop in with a goal here and there, but the thing is his overall play is just so shit. Yeah, like no, he's exactly. he, he Rashford, like, Rashford does his thing. He does his role like he can the way that he needs to do it. Rashford can at least dribble. Like Rashford yeah. at least has a decent shot, can dribble, has a it's good quick. first touch, whatever. Yeah. But the thing is with Havertz, his first touch is ass. He's not fast. His finishing is shit. <laughs> like what does he bring besides the fact that occasionally he hits you with like a little a nice little pass here and there? Like he doesn't really bring much. And also the thing is between him and Rashford as well is that okay, Rashford can like over the years has kind of built up. We're going to say, like, a repertoire, a repertoire where, like, start off as shit, it gradually got better. The thing is with Havertz is that I don't feel like he's actually gotten better. He's just living off the fact that he scored the, that goal in the final in the Champions League mm-hmm. for Chelsea. And he's been living off that ever since because, like, I don't really think he's... He seems like more of a, like, if, if he stays in the Premier League, he doesn't... He's definitely not a Chelsea player, right? Mm. Chelsea needs more quality than him, I think that, right? But, like, basically, he's also, like like partially linked to like Bayern and all these things he's not a Bayern player is he? not he's, he's more like a, a RB Leipzig player you you, you know like a, a Frankfurt you, player you know like like one of those like lower tier Bundesliga no, players if I was to like no, even label him as I, I think in a proper system I think in a proper system Havertz no because if you put Havertz and like maybe the Thomas Muller role mm. at Bayern I think Havertz could do well there because really? yeah. the issue with him a lot of his time at Chelsea is that he's been played a lot along the front line either mm. false nine striker winger whatever I think like Havertz's best position honestly I think is probably like somewhere on like the Griezmann position or the yeah. Muller position where you're not a striker you're not necessarily a number 10 you're kind of like a probably like a like a backup striker not a backup like a basically flanks the striker Basically, you have this, like, center forward slash kind of number. It's like a hybrid kind of. Like, I don't think his best role is a striker. Yeah. No, but that's what we were talking about even before, like, how Chelsea needs a real striker. Yeah, they got some. They're just not playing. They have Aubameyang. They have Aubameyang, and they have, uh, what's... uh, They have Lukaku on loan as well. Lukaku's on loan with Inter Milan. Inter Milan, yeah. But Lukaku was, like, I I know we don't really talk about Serie A that much. Lukaku was really... um, who were they? Bro, what was uh, uh, Juventus. Juventus? Yeah, he sauced it, bro. You go give him like one of these. Yeah, bro. fuck racism, guys. Yeah, fuck racism. Fuck that shit. Yeah. You feel me? Yeah, but bro, that was so dumb that they they gave him a red. It's like, dumb. They gave him a second yellow, but like it was bro, so it's, dumb. It's dumb, and also the fact that like he was clearly shushing them because they were calling that they were doing monkey. They were doing yeah. monkey chants. I mean, so, Quadrado, who's a black dude as well, was coming to try to beef him about literally. it. Bro, protect your brethren. Protect your brethren, and not even just that, but like at the end of the day, like what kind of message do you send as a league saying? So you're going to... First of all, it's just a goal celebration. Yeah, right? he's just shushing it, It's a goal celebration. And the league is basically saying, you know what? You're not even allowed to stand up for yourself. Mm. That's the kind of message you send, to be honest. And that's yeah, just, it's dumb. I, at this point, but, but players need to get realized. That I, I think these corporate, these like UEFA, the leagues, I don't think these leagues actually give a shit about they player welfare at all. Players at this point, you hear racism, just walk off. That's why you should just walk off. At this point, fan, fans were at the ground. I know it sucks for them, but like at the end of the day, you have to send the message because, bro, you can't... You can't keep doing this shit. Like, it's, cause, 20, it's cause, 2023. Like, oh, it's not, it, it, like every time it's always they're going to be like, oh, I'll hit you with like a, a thousand dollars. I'll hit you with a, a one year stamp. You think they give a shit? Like, no. mo- monetary fines or like a stadium ban for one or two fans isn't going to do shit, bro. No, it's not. It's not because at the end of the day, like, you're, are, wait, it's like, are you going to like kick them all out? Because yeah, it, no, it's, 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 it's a mob mentality kind of thing. Yeah, like, that, that should be really honestly something that like there needs to be regulations not just that but like i think the league the refs need to protect the players more than they need to like punish them or even protect the fans right mm-hmm. they should protect the players exactly that's like 
That's my thing, and especially in a country that's especially because the thing is, if you look at um, Italian and Spanish soccer, they're the they're the two countries in the top five leagues that experience the most racism. Like yeah. Italian and Spanish soccer, like Vinicius gets hounded. Like I fucking hate Vinicius. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, fair enough. But Vinicius gets hounded every yeah. time. Every time he gets monkey chants out, he gets right. bananas thrown at him, gets like all this shit, and like, yeah. bro, like at the end of the day, as much as I don't like him, you can't really like you can. No player has to deserve to that. suffer through exactly. that shit. Like at the end of the day, bro, like just because he's good. Okay, yeah, obviously I I can. A lot of people. Yeah, you can, can say something to distract. You, you, you can say something to distract. You can call him like shit. You can call right. him stupid. Okay, cool. Right. But you can't like. But like even the dancing when he you know every after every goal he dances right. Yeah. They were trying to get him to stop. Yeah, but that's just the culture. The Brazilians exactly. dance. That's, 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 that's not, culture. They they always thought it was like some disrespect. No, it's, exactly. It's what Brazilian they, they want that they want to have this MPCS celebration. The freaking like, yeah, oh, like bro. Sh- we seen like, this one, bro. We seen this one. We're nah, done. Nah, nah. The dancing needs to be part of it, bro. At the end yeah. of the day, like, I mean, if he danced against my that team, I'd, I'd fucking flip. No, shit, but like, like, it's <laughs> annoying. Like, it's annoying. But like, he's one of those guys. Like, Vinny is one of those guys that you love to have on your team, but you hate to play against, right? Yeah. And also, like, but let him, bro. They're meant co- to have fun. Cult- Soccer is all about culture, yeah. right? B- dancing is Brazilian culture, right? And, and it's fun, bro. You meant to play. Football's meant to be played. It's meant to be fun. You're not meant to be like a robot on the field no, and just score not. and go like, yes, yes indeed, like, we did it. <laughs> You you're meant to have fun, bro. To sport, like I get you paid millions and stuff. At the end of the day, like, bro, if you can't have fun of what you're doing, what's the point of those millions? No, hundred percent. You need to be having fun. And and that's just also like, and sports like soccer, they love to preach inclusivity, and say like it's so it's one of the simplest sports to play, right? Yeah. But then you have things like what happened with Lukaku, and you really feel like as as like an I'm sure like an African American or like an African player, yeah. you're probably tell say yourself like I don't even feel like. Welcome, because look at this guy. He's a big, like, bonafide star. He makes millions, and he's still getting chanted and being degraded to something as low as, like, an animal. Yeah, but the thing... Bro, the thing is, is that as well as that, this is, like, I told you, I mentioned Spain earlier, because this is, like, an epidemic, I think, like, and just, like... Like I'm not, it's not, it's not a cultural thing. I don't think, but the thing is, as well, is that you got to keep in mind, like, okay, for example, when uh, Moise Keane at one point, it was the same thing with him. He was basically getting criticized for, I think, I think it was shushing fans or dancing mm-hmm. or something along those lines. And uh, Bonucci, instead of coming out and defending him, basically said, I mean, what do you expect when you're, like, antagon- antagonizing the opposition yeah. fans? Like, oh, okay, yeah. so and because I'm antagonizing them, you expect them to throw monkey chants? I mean, the yeah. thing is, with the whole Vinicius dancing thing from, was that last season or this year? I don't remember. Uh, it was beginning, it was before the World Cup. I okay, so beginning of this year, yeah, and you had Koke from Atletico Madrid coming out and basically being like, well, I don't condone it, but then again, like, you do stuff like that, what do you expect? It's like, bro, at the end of the day, what? If I, if I express myself, I meant to get hurled monkey chants oh, at me. Like, like, what do you expect of such a, like, enablist, like, mindset? Yeah, it's dumb. And no, we should, actually, as players, you should, like, even if of different background and race, no, we should be supporting each other because we all, like, everybody could be subject to something like this. Mm, yeah. Right? So you never want that to happen to you. So no, don't don't mm. don't just stand idly by when it happens to one of your, your teammates or another yeah, team. Yeah, no, you meant to... Right. Meant to step up now. The final thing. All right. So, my brother. Yeah. Congrats on a good game today. Yeah. Arsenal versus Liverpool. It was honestly one of my favorite games of the season. So nah, not mine, bro. It was like in just in terms of intensity, like the fans at Anfield really know how to bring it to you when, like, you know, like you could even hear like the guys in the back. Oh, yeah, no, nah, yo, there was like there was like three times where the the announcers like, oh, we apologize for like the the, the yeah. crude language if you guys can hear it over the mic because I'm just I heard this this was like two minutes into the game yeah. <laughs> that everyone was like fucking press him you twat like yeah. I heard that shit over the mic no they were going like, crazy and it's crazy because this is a Liverpool side that is is basically what like eighth. No, nah, you guys uh, are. Are we? I think. No, you guys are. Hold on. Hold I up. think we're eighth in. Uh, in are the, you eighth? I yeah. think you're worse. No, there's no way you're eighth. Yeah, brother, because uh, we have. 
You're eighth. Oh, wow. You yeah, are. Eighth. We are eighth. Yeah. <laughs> so, a Liverpool side that is eighth, and we're still like, like, you could probably say that even a lot of fans will, will understand that we're not in really a top four battle anymore because you have Newcastle and Man United kind of going at it right now. But even though, even then, like, there's nothing like playing a football match in, in Anfield because yeah. the fans are always going to be like, you know. Oh, but it pisses me off because when you guys played Chelsea, it was such a dead game. And then here's the thing. With Chelsea, if anything, there's more like at stake there. There's more pride because you guys have been both so shit this year. There's more pride in being like, oh, who's the lesser shit team? When you're playing against us, bro, the only thing you're doing is that if you make us yeah. drop points, you're letting exactly. City win three league win yeah. leagues in a row. Yeah. But like... It, as a team, you don't think like that. As a team, you try to win every game. No, like, but like we're not. We're not the Dallas Mavericks. We're not gonna just <laughs> bench our star player just to, you know what I mean? Just, just to like uh, get the the, the best uh, yeah. lottery uh, off, pick. Off topic, NBA, bro. And, but yeah, yeah but was, like you know what I'm saying. That like, was... but that, that's that's the relation here. In every game, if you're truly passionate about the sport, you got to give it your all. Yeah, no, right? I I get it. But okay, yo, but this is one thing that I need I need you to realize as well. This is what I said. Um, I think it was like yeah, two weeks ago when we had the podcast. The whole trend thing, and I noticed this a lot today. Because Liverpool played today, especially that second half, pretty much like they've played the last three years, essentially. Where like they're always, like I said, they, they play pretty much vintage Liverpool for the second half. Yeah. And we couldn't cope with it. And it pissed me off because at the end, Martinelli should have, oh, that fucking fast. But the thing, we could have won at the end. Rams, they'll save their ass, though. But Martinelli? Bro, you, no, wasn't it Mar Martinelli Saka's messed the up Trussard. the... No, no, no. Martinelli messed up the pass at the end. Don't you remember? Martin, it was a 3v1. Martin, Trossard to the left. Saka's like on the right. Martinelli and... He messed up the pass to, to Saka, and it was Martinelli. It was Martinelli, yeah. But then Saka, did, Saka later messed up another pass to Trossard. And he went yeah. Like, well, nah, nah, but that wasn't really, yeah, but that wasn't really like uh that, like was, a, that, that was a good chance. No, but it wasn't a thing where it was a 3v1. Yeah, fair, like, oh, no, no, yeah. that's the no, thing. No, I was, I was watching with my brother, and as soon as I saw that, I was like, well, was it Konate? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. it was Konate, and then I saw, I'm like, GG is done. Well, it was it was 2-1 at the time, no? I don't know what. I think it was, yeah, because you guys scored pretty late. So we yeah, scored I think in the eighty-fifth minute, I want to say. Yeah, yeah, it was like so, 85th, 85th. Um. Anyway, so anyway, that was that was really scary. Obviously, we were, uh, as a Liverpool fan, we're happy that it didn't go through, and you know, we were still in the game at that point because that would have really defeated us. I think mm -hmm. that would have been kind of GG's yeah, because Liverpool has all season had this mentality of you get down, drop your head. This game, it didn't seem like that. This game, Arsenal Good. had our number in the first half, I would say, mm. but Liverpool came out of that, that halftime swinging. Mm. Just crazy. Arsenal did, like, their attack was non-existent. They played amazing defense. Don't get me wrong. Amazing defense, Arsenal did. And Gabriel was on Salah's ass all game. Yeah, he missed the penalties. What yeah. Miss, honestly, to, to be honest, Salah, I, I'm happy that he scored. It wasn't a great game. Oh, six out of ten. Yeah, Salah wasn't to a great was... game. He had a really nice, amazing pass to Nunez. Yeah, right. on your, oh, but that's, bro, me, no, no, me, for me, like, right now, on the balance of the game, especially with, like, if you saw the XG at the end, Liverpool had, like, a 4.75 XG, and Arsenal had a 1.8 XG, mm. so it should have been, what, so it's basically, what, 5-2, I guess, if yeah. you're gonna, like, round it up. No, Liverpool deserve probably to win that, because Rams, though, especially that one on, you saw the one, at, like, the, yeah. the save on Salah at the end, where the shot mm. deflected, yep. he tipped it for a corner, then the one with Kanate at the end, and then that save from Kanate, and then that's what sprung the counterattack that Martinelli messed up, yep. but the thing is, Going back to the point from earlier with Trent, notice how whenever you guys are an attacking ass team, you're always camped in the opposition half. Trent is amazing. He's yeah. a, he's he's world class. Yeah. You ask him to defend, he's garbage. Because well, yeah, the first half we, what we ripped Because him. what happened was for that second goal at least, you have Konate coming in to have support him on the right. Mm -hmm. He leaves. He basically leaves the middle. That's why Gabriel Jesus was able to just do his mm -hmm. thing, right? Mm -hmm. But he left the middle. He goes to support on the right. Trent is kind of like in this really like no man like no man's land kind of area where he wasn't really doing much. He was kind of like, oh, what's this guy doing, right? Yeah. And then that's what happened, right? 
But even the defense, like, bro, Karate was a sensational this game. I know he missed that, 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 that goal. And to be honest, I don't know why he, like, like with his tip, like, you know, but. <laughs> because I don't think he, I don't know. Maybe he got scared of doing yeah. it with a head and getting kicked. Or maybe, yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, but, honestly, but. but he had a sensational game. That one tackle on, on uh, Xhaka was class. Going back to the, okay, no, no. But the thing is with Xhaka, this is what pissed me off, though. Okay, the tackle on Xhaka was like, it was a good, because he got all, like, all ball. But it was a very hard tackle, which, and I'm a ref, I'm not calling that as a foul. But he calls the one on Ben White. You saw the one that Ben White did on, I think it was, um. I think it was, it was on Trent. I'm not sure. The scissor? But, no, but he got all ball, and then, like, it was just yeah. after. For me, it's yeah. like, if you're going to not call I think call it's the, just the motion, yeah. though, bro. But if you're not going to call the Xhaka yeah. one, why would you call the Because ben the Xhaka one? one wasn't a scissor. Like, like Konati well, went, yeah, but it was. Straight, yeah, but you saw it that was, shit. It, it was, was an intense it uh, was, tackle. It but it was strong. super clean. For me, though, the Xhaka, for me today, honestly, like, it was one of his probably, I think, worst performances I've seen, like, the past few months. Because the, the thing is what annoyed me is, that, okay, when you're at Anfield, uh, obviously... I didn't expect us to play like the way we normally play, where like, you know, free flowing yeah. passing and just different. Because it's Liverpool in the time, no matter how shit you are, I expect us to actually probably have to park the bus a bit. But the thing that annoyed me is that we're up 2 0. We're basically, we have the momentum. Liverpool's crowd was dead. And then basically, he decided to just get in on it with basically Trent after. For me, mm. if I'm Jacques, I'm like, okay, Trent basically pushes him, but you're up 2 0. Like, if say you were losing or the score's tied, okay, maybe you go again in his face, do like a little thing. But we're up, just kind of leave him, laugh in his face. Let I, him, I didn't bro. even get that, like, that action against Trent because, like, Konate was the one that tackled you. Yeah, but it's because he, he took it out on Trent after. Then Trent, because you guys were losing all the points, so he was probably just annoyed. Push Jack, but if I'm Jack, I'm just kind of like, leave it, bro. Like, yeah, uh, 100%. Because, no, because that's what I'm saying. Cool. Like, it was such a, like, he was angry. He yeah. wanted to release his aggression, but mm -hmm. he released it on the wrong guy. Gets a yellow yeah. card for basically no reason. And not only that, he riled up the crowd yeah. up because the thing is, after the crowd was was on it, yeah. because, like, Liverpool Liverpool's crowd, when they're on it, bro, it's hard to basically win games when yeah. Liverpool's crowd is on your yeah. ass the whole game. That's the thing exactly. with Anfield. But, yeah, yeah, that's pretty much, I'd say, the, the league roundup. So now Arsenal have, yeah, a six points clear City with a, with City have a game in hand, but they also still have to, Arsenal still have to go to City. And so, so when does when does Manchester City and Arsenal play? Is that next but that No, no, that's like two, it's the 20, the end of April, it's like 26th of April, something like that. Let me check. Let me check. I think it was the 26th of April. That's going to be, that game's going to be. Yeah, so yeah, obviously yeah, overall, twenty sixth like, of April at three yeah. p.m. Yeah, three p.m. So it's gonna be a yeah eight o'clock kickoff in the UK. So it's gonna be under the lights, man. Under the lights. Under the lights. That's gonna be a, yeah, it's a nice game. Yeah, honestly, like after today's game, it was last, last time we're gonna play Arsenal. Um, yeah, you guys, oh, you, we, you, we win the bro, season series. Yeah, I, I really listen. I, at the end of the day, I want my team to win always. I never want us to just like you know take a take a you know a knee to any team. Um, but I genuinely do want Arsenal to win. Um, you guys. Um, are really fun to watch, mm. to be honest. Like, you guys, are, like, obviously, you guys were kind of whiny this game, no offense. <laughs> like, you guys were, re holy shit. I did not understand how much of a bunch of whiners you yeah, guys well, were. Yeah, well, you have to. You got to waste time. Yeah, like, but I get the strat. I get the strat, especially because Arsenal hasn't won a game in Anfield since, what was it? Uh, 2012. Exactly, 2012. since 2012. So, yeah. uh, I get the, 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 the kind of, the, the pressure, the nervousness that could be revolving around that, especially knowing the title race. I get why they did that. But in, in terms of team, in terms of quality, like like that Gabriel, Gabriel, Gabriel connection, bro, I love it. I love that shit. Like, no, GG's yeah. to you guys. Like, you guys played an amazing game. I hope uh, bro, Six points clear of yeah, Man City. Hopefully you, you guys make it through, man. We should have won that. Because if we win that, even if City were to beat us, yeah. if we could, because our remaining game, besides playing, the basically the games that were scaring me were this game, which, okay, in the grand scheme of things, getting a point isn't the worst result, but since we were up two, 
That's what pissed me off. The thing is, this game, the Newcastle game, and the Man City game are the ones that scare me. For me, we can probably still beat Newcastle. Man City, I think we just have to get, we just have to defend. We have to get away from there with a draw. Yeah. And for me, every other game probably falls away. We can probably because the only other game that like, like traditionally I would be scared of kind of would be we're playing Chelsea, but we're playing Chelsea at home and Chelsea sucks. So like. Yeah. I don't know. For me, this league is can go anywhere, but this result definitely. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I was actually watching this this thing on 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 Twitter. Yeah. Um. Somebody ranking the top five uh, biggest teams in in England, and let me know what you think about this list. Okay. Yeah. You had Man City at fifth. I think I agree. I'm. Well, just give me your list. Give yeah. me your list. Well, it wasn't my list, but like, I mean, Man I City at fifth. Yeah. Uh, uh. At fourth, he had Arsenal. At third, he had Chelsea. Second, he had Liverpool, and first, he had Man United. I disagree. I think I think consensus top three should be Man United one, Liverpool two, Arsenal three. I think Chelsea fourth is cool, but I don't know because the thing is with Man City's though. Okay, if you look at it, fine, they've won. The reason why I would put Chelsea in the top five, but not Man City, is because even before Chelsea got rich owners, they were still kind, they were still there, like they were still winning cup competition from time to time. They were still kind of fin- like they finished like top four in the Premier League like, a few years before they actually got taken over. They were still consistently somewhat around, like top half and decent, mm-hmm. even before they got taken over by Abramovich and started like actually winning big trophies. Mm-hmm. The thing is with Man City's before they got taken over, they were nothing. They were shit. Yeah. And even though yeah, they've won. They've won. Okay, Premier League's cool. They haven't won a Champions League, which Chelsea have. They've also, like I said before, they got taken over. Man City were pretty much like nothing really. They weren't. They didn't really yeah, do but shit. Who, so you wouldn't have Man City in your top five. Anyway. No, I'd pro- probably, I'd probably put like Newcastle. You could probably put maybe Villa there, maybe Leeds. Like I don't know. I wouldn't put Man City there. No. Mm-hmm. By the way, shout out to uh, Mr. Patty Murphy on TikTok. I just wanted to give you a shout out. This was, I believe, his video. Uh, he's a big Liverpool fan, so I don't want to like obviously uh, steal any any. any uh, take any credit away from you that was his video that was his, his basic one of his claims was that uh what's it called um arsenal has no uh european yeah no pedigree. Uh, arsenal has no european pedigree yeah but even because okay yeah, like i said top two is man united liverpool for me it's man united then liverpool but if you want to say liverpool then man united well no, i think i think man united but is, top two is, is yeah. the between those two interchangeably but then third okay yeah we don't have a champions league or european trophy like chelsea great fine but what's the name historically first of all we still have 25 20 or 25 trophies more than Chelsea. Historically, we've always been a bigger team than them. And we don't have a, a Champions League or like a Europa League, or it was called the European Cup, but we have a European trophy. I forgot what it's called, but we have a European trophy. Yeah, it's obviously not as big as the Champions League, but the thing is, it's like, like I don't really... Because if you're going to base on, okay, well, who has a Champions League? Well, okay, fine. Um, What's his name? I think Man United have, what, two or three Champions Leagues, and um, they have, what, three, I think? And um, what's his name? Nottingham Forest and Villa. I think Villa have two. Nottingham Forest have two. So like, you feel like you can't just base it on Champions Leagues. Mm-hmm. For me, it's kind of a thing of like historically Arsenal have always been bigger than Chelsea. Yeah, and obviously we would love to get you guys' opinion on who yeah. you guys think are the top five uh, teams in England. Uh, that's just our our discussion on the on the matter. Uh, yeah, I'm not knocking it per yeah. se. Like, if you put Chelsea above Arsenal, I disagree with it. But like, okay, fine. I'm like, I don't think it's the most stupid take. Yeah. But I don't think Man City are top five. No. Yeah. Well, that's our uh, end of our discussion for the Premier League for this week. Yeah. Obviously, a lot of things went down, uh, and we wanted to shift gears now, talk about La Liga, which is kind of our... Okay, th- th- this one I'm going to keep short and sweet. This one I'm going to keep short and sweet. Tell me about that. Okay, Barca got dusted midweek. Copa del Rey, fine. Yeah. We did not deserve to... Get, like, here's the thing with Barca, man, and this is what I keep... I said this shit last week. Sergio Roberto's dumbass has the nerve to come out after the game talking about after the first goal. 
what was it? He said after the first goal, a morale dropped. See, this is what pisses me off with these players. It's because th some fans will be, will tell you, oh, he's a good utility player. Same thing with Busquets. Oh, it's nice to keep him because we don't have him. Alba, same thing. It's like, bro, as much as I love these guys, it's like, bro, they're still, like I told you, they're still haunted by the Roma, Liverpool, Bayern, all these defeats that, bro, Sergio Roberto, after one goal, talking about a morale was, like, down after that. It's like, bro, why? Yeah, it's bad. Madrid go down 2-0 against Liverpool. What happens? They win 5-2. Madrid goes down against us. They can still, like, bro, the thing is with Madrid is that no matter how shit they are, I'll always say this, and I wish we had this, bro. They have mentality. We have no mentality. We yep. need, And until we get rid of these bums, we're not going to because... For me, I love Busquets. I love Alba. To a lesser degree, I love Roberto. He's not as big of a legend as them, but I love Roberto yeah. too. But for me, it's like, bro, move on. Yeah. Like, at this point, man, the same weak mentality players are there. And until then, we're not going to get better because we're going to win the league. Because, okay, Madrid lost yesterday against Villarreal. Uh, Chuck Weezy, Chuck Weezy, by the way. I don't know if you saw. He, he's a player that, bro, I would love. I'd like. i love him to go to, like, at the Premier League. Mm. Or, like, one of these, like, big teams. Like, I, like maybe Barca. Madrid. Like, he, he's, he's saucy. Mm -hmm. Chuck Weezy with Villarreal. He's good. Madrid lose yesterday. Also, Fede Valverde, I don't know if you heard it. He apparently punched one of the Villarreal players after the game. Yeah, you heard Al about Alex Bena. Yeah, he, he did that because apparently... I mean, Alex Bena came out and denied him. Apparently, he, he said something about the fact that um, his son, his infant son, or they, his wife had a miscarriage. I actually have the... And he I made, pulled yeah. up the quote on my phone just because I want to make sure that we're saying it yeah. right. Yeah. Uh, brother said something like... Uh, hmm, what was it? He said something like... Uh, yeah, what was it? Um... You're not gonna be able to celebrate. Yeah, that he day. said. He said, "Cry yeah. because your child won't be born." At the time, I think he, uh, him and his wife were having a little bit of like pregnancy-related complications. I, I believe that that's that child that he was referring to ended up being born. No, I think it was there. No, I think no, no, no. I'm pretty sure that was no. He had a miscarriage. No, no, because I think the wife had a miscarriage. I think that, yeah. that's what I heard. I don't know because he's denying it, and obviously the rumors aren't coming out. Like the basically, it's not coming out of both players' mouth or club mm -hmm. statements. It's just from like news reports. I'm not gonna confirm 100, percent but from rumors I've heard, yeah, the one you said. I've heard, but I've also heard the fact that no, this was um after recently after they had a miscarriage. There's also rumors saying that no, this was a month before the miscarriage happened, so like it was just like banter. I, I don't know, but the point mm -hmm. is, is like if that's the case, yeah, he should have punched him 100. percent but 100. But, but, but I agree with him punching him. But Lewandowski got a three match ban for doing this at a referee, touching his nose. Fede Valverde should get banned at least rest of the season, but you punch up like I know. But granted, I agree with the reasons, but Gavi does that. Gets banned. Lewandowski did this, got banned three games. Like, nah, at a certain point, man, you you banned. No, him. obviously, yeah, you know, he definitely has to at least take a, a, a five or six match suspension. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit frustrating from a perspective of just of a, a, a soccer fan because I think that like part of the thing that makes us love the sport so much is that yes, you are, uh, sh you should as a player get in your your opponent's head, right? Yeah, should talking, but that's but that's too far. There is a line. Yeah. Family is a line. This was like a very similar situation in the 2006 World Cup was with the, the infamous Zidane headbutt where Maserati was Maserati, right? Yeah, Maserati. 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 Maserati was basically talking. He came out re like pretty recently and said, "Yeah, I was just talking about his sisters." Like, brother, yeah, like, yeah. like get okay. shit on. Okay, th th that is like crossing a line in a way, but I mean, he's not making fun of you know. It's not like his sister died or something. Okay, that is far, but bro, now for me, it's the fact that like. He was saying that, and he's saying it so proudly as well. Mm, yeah, he said like he came out and he said it so proudly, and I'm just there and I'm like, bro, you like, like no, I, I understand Zidane headbutting him. That's funny. Now for me, it's like going back to the thing, Valverde. If that's what's true, I would have done it too. But granted, it still should get a ban. And yeah. the way I see it is like, listen, 
this league title's wrapped up because Barca play tomorrow against um, I think Girona. You guys are fifteen points clear now. Well, if we win tomorrow, we go fifteen yeah. points clear. We would go fifteen points clear. But for me, this season, in all in all, it is a success because yeah. we're gonna win the league. And I will say. If it wasn't for injuries, because no one can, as much as people will try to, like, say it's excuses, which, yeah, it is an excuse. I don't give a fuck soon. Mm. You can't tell me that if we didn't have De Jong, Dembele, Pedro, Christensen, we were going to get, we might have still maybe lost. I'm not mm. saying we wouldn't have lost. But Madrid have not been that great this season, and we wouldn't have lost 4-0. And the thing is, it means that, that those injuries are the reason why we got knocked out of the Copa. They're the reasons why we weren't in the Champions League. We got knocked out because our whole defense got injured, basically, in the Champions League. So the thing is, for me, is like the season is a success, granted, because we did we're winning the league. But for me, it's like the one thing that pissed me off is that M- Madrid. We've always had this over them. We're like, yeah, they might they'll maybe win a Champions League. They might win the league, but we always go to their ground. Madrid have never never come to Barca and dust us the way they dusted mm-hmm. us this week. Yeah, we all were used to going to them and slapping them. You know, four zeros, mm-hmm. four, four three zeros, three ones, six twos. Like we're used to dusting them at their ground. Them coming to our ground, I don't think, I don't, I don't even think, bro, when's the last time they dusted us at the camp? I don't actually remember. That was... Well, I think that that was one of the things when you mentioned, like, a, like um, a, a loss in morale. Yeah. It's kind of upsetting to see because you're, you you have Madrid going up 1-0, right? But aggregate is 1-1. Yeah, we just right? collapsed after. But it was and terrible. Not just that. It, that's A. So, you basically, as, as a player, you should really think, okay, we're, we're, we're tied. We're in and you're out. It's nil-nil. And then yeah, you're playing uh, you're at playing. the camp new. Like, uh, yeah, you're so playing at the camp new. Yeah. That's that's why I don't understand. Like Barca visibly looked like they just gave up. Oh, they shot themselves. But they should, they should have had five men. There was one time Modric played it. And I don't know who I forgot who it was, but he was in front of the goal. But then he slipped and couldn't score. But, but Madrid should have had five. Like. Benzema was giving way too much space. Nah, bro. The thing is, is like, especially for the second goal, bro. The yeah. defense parted like the yeah, Red literally. Sea. It parted like the Red you Sea. You said, "Oh, this is a nice opening." Bye. Like, dog. I know Passover just went by, but like, damn, you ain't gotta split the Red Sea again. Like, Bye. damn. Like, you feel me? Like, and that Madrid is like, as a team, like, honestly, like they they played really good against Barca. Barca didn't play well. Obviously, I get, bro. But then they go on and put on a performance like they did against Villarreal, Yesterday, just completely yeah. defeated. Like, like the perfect. That's the only person who off. feels like like, and on paper, right? Like on paper, their team is amazing, right? Madrid, Madrid, bro. Madrid's team is good, but bro, I swear, and I keep telling this to people, they're not as good as what people think. Like, okay, yeah, they dusted us four zero. First half, we destroyed them. First half, we should have been up yeah. at least one or two yeah, after the first half. But then the second half started off good. But the second they got that goal, but we just got dusted. It was like it pissed me off because I'm just there and I'm like. Because, hold up. Yeah, they scored their goal. It was 1-0 because they scored their goal in, like, the 42nd, 43rd minute. Cool. Going to halftime, regroup. We got dusted in the second. And their goals came on the span of, like, what, 15, 20 minutes. And I was just there, and I'm like, bro, why? Yeah, no. Like, it's, have, like, it's we made the them Benzema move. goal, and then you have right, pretty much right after the Kessie uh, mm-hmm. penalty. penalty. And, uh, and then, yeah, the Kessie penalty. The fourth goal, I forgot who scored it because the second one, I just turned off my computer. But it was, the fourth uh, goal was uh, Benzema. Was it Benzema? Again? Yeah, he had a hatcher. Yeah, not true because yeah, there was um yeah he had the penalty the goal yeah exactly now for me it got to the point where I'm just looking at this and I'm like I'll always say this man as much as I as much as I hate Madrid I'll always admit Madrid is the biggest club in the world for me they the are. best they're, club they're the, the best club the one I love the most is Barca but okay I for me I wish we had some of what Madrid had when it comes to that because it's like last year man Madrid were so shit last year you ended up winning the Champions League. 
Like them winning the league for me wasn't impressive because La Liga has been dookie for the last like probably two or three years. Mm-hmm. But them winning the Champions League when they were comfortably not even that good, to me like Barca can never do that. Like Barca cannot do, that, can't yeah. do that. Like you feel me? Like on paper, on paper, the Barca team that we have right now on paper is probably bro the second or probably the second best team in the world, if not the best. Because yep. on paper, look at our team. Yep. No, you guys are it, a solid it's team. Good. Uh, and one of the things that makes I think the the Real Madrid Barcelona rivalry so entertaining is just the sheer hypocrisy between the fan bases. Because you'll have players that will, or sorry, not players. You have fans that will talk about like. Yeah, we dusted you, Copa del Rey, you know, that's our cup. Like, we're going to win, whatever, whatever. Mm. But then, like, the season before, they're like, man, that ain't nothing. That, that shit-ass trophy, like, yo, yo. B- we don't me, care. Me, it's that. No, nah, no, nah, because Madrid have a thing. Have a thing. They have a, the, they have the Copa del Rey curse. Last time they won the Copa del Rey was in 2014 when they beat us in the final. We had that, that bail run. Remember mm-hmm. that, that that run he did? Mm-hmm. That was the last time. they. I think they even made the finals and won. That was the last time. So, Madrid historically are shit in the Copa del Rey. But my thing is... Them th- them doing that for me is just kind of like I mean I do it too like I do it too they win the Copa del Rey but I'm winning the Champions League and uh, the yeah, league and I'd be yeah. like oh you guys summit the Copa del Rey whatever but like if I win yeah I'm gonna celebrate fine but you got something to cling on to right me the hypocrisy comes from the way they talk about Gavi yeah. because their whole thing is they hate Gavi because like oh this guy all he does is guys foul and push a star beef it's like yeah cool you you guys were the same man sucking off Ramos Pepe yeah. all these dudes when they were constantly fouling Messi. Tackle. This is in the Mourinho era when they were cut. They were based. They were dickheads. Where every two seconds they're getting red cards. Left shoulder. Doing all this shit. You guys are praising these players and shitting on Gavi. It's like, yeah. bro, dickhead. Don't. Nah, don't. Well, honestly, Gavi is like one of those. Like, again, he's another player where you love to have him on your team, but like, yeah, yeah, you, bro, you hate Ga- to play against him. He's a little shithead. If Gavi was on Madrid, I'd hate him. Yeah, he's a little shithead, but like that, like that brother plays. Like he plays his fucking ass off. Like I feel like. He is a guy that you can really look and say, honestly, I can't wait to see this guy in three years, four years, five years. Yeah, he's, bro, and he's younger than me as well. Yeah, younger than you, brother. What are you doing? Saying you're fucking filming a podcast. (laughs) He's 18 or he's getting Punani as well, bro. All I hear is rumors about every time he goes to do autographs, he have Bear Gyal just lining up talking about autographs. You know, like, bro, on TikTok, there's, like, that that bracket challenge where, like, you got to pick which player, like, (laughs) you like better. But then there's, like, this one... I forget who this one person was talking about. Like, and I think it was a dude, right? <laughs> no disrespect, do your thing, brother. We're talking about like on a hotness scale, right? Gabby? Brother, brother was like picking Gavi. I'm like, bro, isn't that, that guy dude, like? <laughs> he's barely 18 as well. That's weird. Yeah, but it was like it was a funny video. Like, I, I forget where I saw that, but yeah. it, was, it was hilarious. But yeah, yeah no, nah, they be thirsting after that, brother. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Anyway, I think um, for me at this point, like, it's just look, Barca. We're gonna win the league. Madrid play Chelsea this, yeah, this Champions League is coming up as well in the two days. The first legs are coming up. So, like, Madrid are probably going to be semifinals. I don't think Chelsea are doing shit, honestly. I don't think so. But, honestly, like, obviously, I, I, we we have a history of making fun of Chelsea on this podcast. But at the same time, it's starting to get pretty sad. Like, I, I feel like I feel mm-hmm. like the, you can't, like, you're beating a dead horse in a way. Like Yeah, but you know you know what? You can't relate, man, because, okay, you've been supporting Liverpool the past few years, but the past few years, Liverpool have been good. I've been supporting Arsenal for seven years, and they've been shit up until yeah. this year, and that's why I had to hear it from Chelsea fans. I don't get, I want, them and Man, whenever them and Man United fans struggle, I guess so happy. Yeah, fair, because they've been ragging on for you. Me, like... For me, as much as I hate Spurs, for example, because I'm not from England and I'm not from London specifically, for me, the Spurs are always a thing where like, I don't like them, I hate them. But to me, it's it's slightly harmless because it's like a thing where like it's fucking Spurs. The teams I hate the most are Chelsea and Man United because them actually, there's, there's for me, there's like 
trophies there. There's, there's actually there, the line. there's shit there with yeah. Spurs. For me, it's like yeah, like I don't like you, but like why are you running your mouth? You're, huh. you're, 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 Spurs. you're Spurs. Yeah. Why are you running your mouth? Yeah. For me, Chelsea does bro. They can get relegated. League Two liquidation yeah. cease to exist. I don't care. Fuck. I'm happy. Fuck. I want them to suffer. For me, so yeah, um, I think that probably will concludes the topics for today. Probably, uh, no, I, I wanted actually to get your opinion mm-hmm. on one final thing, one thing and okay. that is uh, Benzema. So I feel like Benzema over yeah. the last uh little while, especially because he's obviously coming off of Ballon d'Or, he's been mm-hmm. um rated very highly. I and think, yeah. you, as somebody who's watched basically Benzema from the start of his career at Madrid, mm. uh, I wanted to get your opinion on whether or not you think he's being overrated or do you think that he's actually deserved his flowers. Okay. I don't think Benzema's being overrated, but I just think Lewandowski and especially Suarez are being underrated because of Benzema. So the, the way I see it is that, look, the arguments, the only arguments I'll give to Benzema is is this over specific. I'm going to talk about mainly Suarez, right? Because I think all time between him and Lewandowski, I'd probably, I think I'd give a slide to Lewandowski just because consistently Lewandowski's been doing Whereas Benzema, the things people forget this, Benzema up until three, four years ago, Madrid fans wanted him out and he was ridiculed up until probably 2018, 2019. Basically until Ronaldo left, he was ridiculed. And I get that, obviously, what he's doing now, he wasn't able to do when Ronaldo was there. So I get that. But to be fair, Benzema was pretty shit for like a few seasons. That's the thing. Whereas Lewandowski consistently has been performing. And also, yeah, I mean, I'm going to admit this. He got robbed in 2020, like, of the Ballon d'Or. Like, they didn't host it. Lewandowski should have won that Ballon d'Or easily in 2020. So, I'm going to just say, Lewandowski has one Ballon d'Or. Benzema has one Ballon d'Or. You feel me? So, in terms of that, they're equal. Benzema has way more Champions League. Lewandowski has, what, one? But I think consistently over the years, Lewandowski has been better than Benzema. But for me, the Suarez thing with Benzema, it annoys me because, okay, Benzema has more Champions League. Fine. Suarez is unlucky because he was basically, he would have won a battle. Like, basically, Su- Prime Suarez was playing now. He'd win the battle. He played in the era when Messi and Ronaldo were pretty much at their primes. Yeah, no, obviously, so it was a bit there's of a that. Suarez basically got two golden boots or one. I think it was either one. I know for sure it's one, but I don't know if it was one or two. Got in the era of Messi and Ronaldo, one of Pichichi in the era in 2016 when you had Messi and Ronaldo in 2016. Where Ronaldo and Messi were at probably their peaks Peak, at that yeah, point. They were peak, yeah. They were probably peak. They were like probably at peak right there. You had him doing that, the goals he scored, the shit he's done, with, especially with Liverpool, the forgetting Barca, with Liverpool, basically his goal record at Barca, everything, everything to me, just like the way he is as a player, for me, I will take him over Benzema all time. Granted, Benzema, I will, like in this whole debate of him, Lewandowski, Suarez, to me, Suarez is one. If you're going to interchange between Benzema and Lewandowski, I'm not going to be necessarily mad at you, even though I think Lewandowski slightly edges it for me. But for me, I don't get, like, for me is the thing of, like, people just underrate Suarez way too much. Because, like, yeah. bro, dude. Like, Suarez, for me, he should listen, be one. This is this is the level that I like to look at it. Suarez is top three striker all time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Benzema's top ten striker all time. Mm-hmm. That's how I, I tend to look at it, right? Mm-hmm. Because... Yes, obviously, it, it is a shame that, for example, Benzema was overshadowed gr- a great deal by Ronaldo when he was there. But, like, I'm going to use another basketball reference in this case because mm. I think that, you know, it's, it's pretty applicable. Mm. A lot of people, like, for example, like to shit on KD because, for example, he went to a team that was the Golden State Warriors in 2017 that was basically already really stacked, and he went there basically r- ring chasing, right? Mm-hmm. And then when he went on, on his kind of, like, own journey to Brooklyn, he didn't really do shit, yeah. right? Like, he wasn't able to be that, that, that star player that gets you guys... Th- the championship right mm-hmm. but with benzema though he basically had played with ronaldo he wasn't obviously at the same level that he's playing at now at the age of like what 35 mm-hmm. but 
when Ronaldo leaves, he's shown that not only is he able to win the Champions League without Ronaldo, mm -hmm. but he's also able to win the Ballon d'Or, mm. right? Yeah. So that that like for him, maybe yeah, you could say people slightly overrate him. Like like I don't think that that should have really put him in the conversation of a Suarez, mm. right? Or like a top you know five uh, no, striker all time. I, I think you can have the conversation. I just don't think you can put Benzema over. So like yeah. I think you can come up with maybe arguments where I just don't think you should yeah. put him over him. Uh, but I think that he deserves a shit ton of respect for mm -hmm. doing what he's doing at his age. Yeah. Like, what? what I, do, can do you, can you like, tell me like the oldest player that's ever won the Ballon d'Or? I don't. I'm off the top of my Messi. head. Messi. Messi. Well, Messi won in 2021, and he was. Yeah, he was older than Benzema. Wait. No, no, Benzema was... Well, Benzema was... Well, they were the same age. Because I, I remember I saw this. Messi was like 34 and something months. And Benzema was 34 and something months yeah. too. So, like, yeah, no. They were, they were around the same age. Now, the oldest player to ever win Ballon d'Or. I think it probably is Benzema. I, I don't know because I'm trying to think. Like, Ronaldo, when he won it last time, 2017, he was 32. He was 32. Yeah, Martinez. So... Let me look this up. Hold up. Oldest player... To win Ballon d'Or. Let's see. I think it has to be. Yeah, Benzema. Yeah, Karim Benzema comes oldest Ballon d'Or winner in 66 years. Who was the oldest player to win yeah. Ballon d'Or? Yeah, Benzema, 34. Then Levy Yashin. Yeah. Then, yeah, you had Modric. You had Messi. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah so that, like, that honestly just speaks a lot to like the, the level of, of player that he's shown to be mm. when he's the leader of a team. Like I'm saying, right. man, just to like conclude it, like off of this, basically, I think like the one, I think the one sentence that should basically describe how I feel about this whole thing, it's not so much that Benzema is overrated; it's the fact that Suarez is being underrated. I think that's what I don't think Benzema is overrated. I think Benzema, people rate Benzema properly. Yeah. I mean, some people do kind of overrate him, but granted, I think the general consensus he is rated properly. I just think people now because Suarez hasn't really been in the limelight, you could say, for the last like three years. Like he did win that title with Atletico Madrid in twenty twenty one. He was one of the main reasons for that. But I think Suarez. I think what Benzema has over Suarez is probably longevity. Because Suarez, I could say, by the time the same he age. Because, exactly, by the time Suarez hit 31, I'd say, like 30-31, so like 2019, he started to visibly decline. Yeah. He'll still get you the goals, but his overall play declined, like yeah. you could visibly see. Whereas Benzema, I think, got better probably with age, on top of the fact that Ronaldo left. So I think it's a thing where, like, prime for prime, 100% Suarez, longevity you give to Benzema, and it's all kind of like... It's debatable. It's, no, it's, it is it's nice somewhat that. debatable, but I would still, I think you should probably still yeah. take Suarez. I think Agreed. Suarez is insane, but yeah. Agreed. Well, uh, I guess that concludes our topics for this week. Thank yeah. you guys, everyone, for who's been tuning in, who's tuned into this podcast. You guys can catch us on both YouTube and if you want the video version of this podcast. You can also catch us on Spotify, Amazon Music, you know, etc., etc., etc. Sleep to my voice, man. It's comforting, I promise. That's crazy, bro. I do it all the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, so obviously, guys, Tune in uh, next couple of weeks. We're going to be giving some of our top 10 lists uh, for different, yeah, for different soon, uh, categories. Man. So uh, I think that will be quite enjoyable for some of you guys, uh, especially as, as Premier League starts to wind down and uh, Champions League starts to wind a little bit up. Mm -hmm. we, we might start doing uh, some videos about our personal top 10s mm -hmm. and, our, and our personal combined 11s. So mm -hmm. that should be exciting. If you guys are looking forward to that, leave a thumbs up, subscribe, like, do your thing. Uh, if you really like it, tell your friends about it. Tell your uh, mommy, your granddaddy, the homeless dude. Yeah, but your mom's already watching, so that's all right. <laughs> but, uh, thank you again, guys. We really appreciate you guys. And we'll see you on the next week's episode. Peace out. Peace.